Sorry to say that was actually not Kanye West. That was uh, Jay Z. So it's okay. It's okay. You'll get it next time. <laughs> You'll get it next time. Just fucking piss everyone off. Right, uh, right on. Welcome to episode eighty-four. I'm your host, the sinner, the saint, and everything you ain't. This is Mitch here with my co-host, the Joker, the Smoker, the Midnight Toker, Eli. I would be the Joker, the Smoker, and the Midnight Toker. <laughs> yeah, that's, it makes sense. <laughs> it's what um, I do love that one part of that '70s show where like everyone's arguing about who the Space Cowboy is. Like everybody wants that <laughs> yeah, nickname. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's a badass nickname. <laughs> it, it really, it, it really is. Um. All right, back in the shack. Uh. How's it going, buddy? We spent a lot of time catching up. We did, yeah. We caught up a little bit, but yeah, I'm always for it, man. Um, I've been, I've been okay. Um, it's winter, and I'm, I always get a little seasonal depressed, sad. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, no, especially it's been snowing a lot here lately, so I hate driving in snow, and it just like freaks me out unreasonably. So it's just, it's just not a fun time right now. <laughs> no, agreed. Like we, me and Mitch were, you know, catching up and spending some time talking, and I was talking about, you know trying to do these things for self-improvement or what have you um some things better for myself but i realized one of the main drives or one of the main pushes there was because i realized that i was getting seasonal depression yeah and i wasn't doing anything yeah that's kind of my story too (laughs) yeah so i was just like okay i gotta I, i know that this is just seasonal you know what i mean i'm just depressed because it's winter i'm really over the cold we got all that snow yeah it was um, bad yeah so it's just like okay i gotta pick myself up here i gotta start doing things because i'm really being pretty unhealthy and not cool with myself (laughs) so but yeah no totally i get it um all right well i'm really excited for today's episode because i have no idea where it's gonna go yeah um so that's really cool but i wanted to talk about a few things before we get into the uh the nitty gritty um so i have a couple things written down um because i went back and listened to some of our uh other uh episodes uh so one thing i want to talk about uh the super bowl oh yeah wow we were wrong <laughs> we were so wrong we were very wrong yeah it's embarrassing <laughs> tom brady has proved that he is a robot <laughs> and um Is just he going to stop? Like, is it just going to ever be done? I don't know, man. I think his next move should be to go to a different team every year and just win a Super Bowl with every single team. (laughs) How crazy would that be? (laughs) Honestly, 
like i was thinking that like like he's gonna start just playing for fucking like you know he's gonna be he's gonna be on the la rams and then he's gonna (laughs) be like well i guess i'm gonna play for the fucking seattle seahawks now like just (laughs) totally just fucking go crazy just play for every team yeah and bring them a super bowl and then just immediately move on to another team yeah that's what i would like to see him do just stay there until he wins the Super Bowl and then just go to another team. Yeah, exactly. But he's also he he's already like forty five or something. Like how he, how many years does he genuinely have left? Oh, honestly, honestly, yeah. um, I don't think he could do it with the Jets. I'm pretty sure we'd still run him out of town. Yeah, it could be. We don't want a fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> <All right. laughs> we don't want it that bad. Get the fuck out of here. here. <laughs> We've dealt with you for fucking twenty years. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Indiana would say the same thing because they were they were such you know Peyton Manning people and they're still butthurt about Peyton Manning. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't yeah. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there because I I heard us talking about the Super Bowl and I was like, God, wow, we weren't even we 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 it really weren't even, even close. Yeah, like we right. no context for what we were talking about. <laughs> um, so I also wanted to talk about so. You you know because I was texting you last night with Siri. Yeah, I noticed that. I was gonna make fun of you because every text I got from you said sent with Siri. Yeah, because I was gifted a pair of AirPods. So for those who don't know, you may know because we did the Mac versus PC episode, which mm-hmm. I still doubt you know because I don't think anybody listened to that, <laughs> or they listened to the first twenty minutes and was like, "Okay, I, think I, I get see it. where this is going." <laughs> I see where this is going. Um, I have an iPhone Seven that actually has had a cracked screen for like two months, <laughs> so I had a phone that I barely used. Well, yeah. I got the screen fixed. Uh, somebody I work with was nice enough to just be like, hey, I actually have two sets of AirPods. Do you want to set? And I was like, for the love of God, yes, because I'm <laughs> yeah. using these $30 pair of Magnavox wireless earbuds. Oh, yeah. And I don't even think they're Bluetooth. Like, I swear to God, it like picks up radio stations because it just buzzes <laughs> in your ear constantly. Yeah. Dude, I've been using these AirPods and they have been blowing my fucking mind. <laughs> they're pretty cool. <laughs> they are so fucking cool. And I will admit, man, I actually think these alone turn the corner with me and Apple. Wow, really? I kind of want to buy into the ecosystem at this point. That's crazy. All over some AirPods. So what's so cool about them? Like, do they have a mic built in? Is that why you were talking with Siri? Yeah, because I could just be like, you know, hey, Siri, uh, message Mitch. and, And, you know, I did all that, but I was doing it seamlessly with just one of these in my ear yeah yeah (laughs) no stop siri (laughs) you turned her on man (laughs) one bad part about siri um but no it was just it was it because first off here's the thing i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna do a little a demo what blows my mind about these is for well first off the case and the design is great i i cannot lie it's magnetic it's awesome right now my phone's sitting over there on the table i just fuck drop them <laughs> um i pull out an earbud pop it in my ear paired that's awesome yeah hey siri <laughs> message mitch boobs <laughs> hey siri block eli <laughs> send <laughs> 
Oh, I got a text. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a text. <laughs> That's awesome. Wonder what it says. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, but what's also cool is like, well, first off, I just took it out, put it back in the case. Boom, done. Unpaired. Yeah, that's, that's pretty I, badass. If I have one in, I just pop in the left one and it just automatically switches the audio back to normal. But oh. if I take the left one out, it it doesn't play just the right. It will switch everything to just go through the right earbud. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's it's fucking seamless. I have a pair of like the knockoff Airbud or AirPods. I almost said AirBuds, like the movie, AirPods. Uh, <laughs> the dog movie. Um, I got a, a pair of the JBL ones that are kind of cool. They were like forty bucks, and they're not bad, but they don't do any of that cool stuff. <laughs> well, and and then if I have it in my ear, I could just double tap to pause, mm-hmm. double tap to play, double tap to skip. I mean, dude, I, I look. I've said a lot of things about Apple. And I'm not taking all of it back. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I'm I'm taking a fair amount of it back. And I, and I know that there's like wireless earbuds that are probably cheaper that can do the same thing. The thing is though, is the air the AirPods are so integrated into iOS that that shit is streamless. Yeah, that's and I awesome. I don't really have to do anything. And it's really really good for me because like it's perfect for work, it's perfect for home. And I'm at the point now where it's like well, since I'm doing some self-improvement stuff, some betterment stuff, and, you know, I'm kind of like working with iOS. I just now started to fuck with widgets because I've had a broken screen for two months. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, and I, while it's not new, I like the way Apple does it. And uh, now I'm just like, well, you know, honestly, my laptop just broke. I kind of want a MacBook. Yeah. <laughs> or just like an iPad. Do it, or, Yeah. Because I've I've also just been looking at iPads because they're you know they're cheaper, mm-hmm. um, and it's not quite a replacement for a MacBook. Well, the new ones apparently are, um, but uh, you know you can you can they make these fucking gnarly cases for iPads now where you could basically turn it into a laptop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you mentioned like if you had the keyboard, like that's kind of the same thing. Um, the only thing, and I forgot to text you back by the way, but the only thing I would be worried about is I wouldn't personally do that because there are too many apps that I use on my own computer that aren't available on like an iPad. Uh, and that might not be the same for you, but like any, I use my like video editing and Photoshop. I use that stuff a lot and there's not really any decent, like, I mean, you, you can get iMovie for an iPad, but you can't get Final Cut and Photoshop right. has like a iOS version, but it's really basic. Um, so well, and I think the difference here is that all that kind of shit I would do on my PC. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, exactly. So really, I just want like a iPad that I kind of you know set up more as a laptop or just a fairly basic MacBook just to have the integration between my phone and that laptop, and those that would just be my daily driver. That would yeah. be me checking email, watching YouTube, you know, just kind of you know, because honestly, the Notes app now is like super nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's at least more functional. Um, and I was like, well, I mean, really all I did on my laptop was watch YouTube, <laughs> type, and I didn't really do anything. All my recording, music, game, all that, my PC, yeah, my desktop. True. Yeah. So, you know, so it's something I'm seriously considering. Yeah. However, 
still a decent amount of money and <laughs> honestly buying apple products refurbished is also just kind of a gamble yeah it can be yeah yeah so yeah. well that segment was brought to you by apple um yes thank <laughs> we, you steve jobs uh, they, they paid us, they paid us a modest sum of money to talk about their products to get their brand out there uh so I, everybody go check out apple hey look <laughs> right now cool anybody who huge. has any in any connection with anything if Apple sends me a free MacBook, I will I will shit on Windows. For, <laughs> oh, actually, I could I'm I'm gonna wrap this up, okay. but I, I I could just see it in Mitch's eyes, like oh god, he's going. Um, Windows 10 has really started to suck ass. It is so goddamn bloated and for no reason. Like, apparently, I didn't even know on my desktop with Windows 10, I could, like, listen to radio stations. Like, fucking why? <laughs> Turn that shit off. Why is that a thing? What the fuck? Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know, because you can also do that on a browser. So. <laughs> Windows 10 was supposed to be the streamlined, stripped down, clean, fast, you know, OS. And it's just, it's literally, there are programs that you could download that people have just made to de-bloat Windows 10. Yeah. I am yeah. so tired of Windows 10 right now. <laughs> I am so done with it. So, I, I don't think I would ever, ever... Well, you can't. You really just can't. I would never really use Macs for gaming. Mm -hmm. So, that will never, ever happen. But, I will tell you, Apple is... On 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 the verge of converting me at the moment. Yeah. Well, they kind of do something similar every time you like even even on your iPhone. Every time you update it, it basically makes you download this um, stuff that um, will just add clutter to your storage um, without really doing anything. And they say their official reason for doing this is they have to add data that allows the newest operating system to work cohesively. So anytime you look on your even even your iPhone there's like the if you go to your iPhone storage it says like utilities or whatever like other data and it's just huge block that you just can't do anything about. And at, the older your phone or computer gets, the larger that block gets until it's dead. So Apple isn't an angel either. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I think that's the whole thing. Really, I had a conversation with somebody at work because the person who gave me the AirPods, like, she loves Apple. Like, she loves iPhones. She never would not want to have an iPhone. And we talked about it, and I was like, I will say that Apple is tends to be behind the curve, mm -hmm. but when they catch up, it's done well. Yeah, true. Nine times out of ten. I'm sure there's always an exception to that. But, like, these AirPods, dude, like they didn't invent wireless earbuds right <laughs> however those things fucking rule oh also they sound just like the normal uh apple headphones mm -hmm. which i have always loved i do think sound amazing um and that blew me away too the fact that it sounded exactly like the ones that i just plug into the phone mm -hmm. yeah so um anyways well jesus sorry um <laughs> We'll wrap that up. Mitch, let's uh let's do uh what you drank it. All right. Let's get into it. Um I have got a from Platform Beer Company. Um it's called a Paranormal Mosaic West Coast IPA. It says it's bright, dry, and hoppy. So mm, I we would will see. not like that. <laughs> 
Yeah, you would hate this. You would hate this. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I haven't even drank an IPA in a minute, so maybe I'd be like, hmm. Yeah, maybe your palate's changed. I mean, you're an Apple fan now, so give it a try, man. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I just fucking start buying Apple products and drinking IPAs. <laughs> Eli's really changed, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like at a party, like, you know, just... Here, the thing... Here's here's the thing about Roth IRAs. (laughs) (laughs) Shit with people with money talk about. Um, Anyways, how how is this mosaic IPA? It's pretty good. It is it is bright. I do agree with that. You nailed. Oh fuck. (laughs) 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 You nailed that one. Platform Beer Company. Um, I think it's isn't this an Ohio brewery? Yeah, we have platform. I I actually kind of I kind of don't like platform. It's in Cleveland. Yeah, I've had a few of them. They they've been pretty good, mostly because they have they have a lot of IPAs I've seen. And I think that's why I don't me. like platform. <laughs> so they're just like we will make every IPA. Yeah, that sounds about right. But yeah, this it, is pretty good. I like it. So I went probably could not have gone any more of the other direction cool cool um because i saw this and i've been wanting to try it uh because i saw it on the you betcha guy uh he i think he did a review of one of these but i've got a natty light seltzer Ooh, all right so another <laughs> seltzer but definitely from a beer company i did not think would make a seltzer yeah exactly <laughs> um but this is a natty light seltzer this is aloha beaches <laughs> which is kind of funny it's a little and play on words uh, there cute oh it says when mango and peach go beach mode oh uh, okay <laughs> so it's just mango and peach it so, is the perfect time of year to release a summery seltzer good on you natty light <laughs> that is weird <laughs> is it pretty weird yep not a fan i don't hate it Oh God! Something about it's off. <laughs> something about it's off, man. See, this. Okay, I want you to do me a favor, Mitch. I want you to think about Natty Light. Done. Okay, I want you to think that if the people who make Natty Light on a daily basis designed a watery peach beer, what that would taste like. Uh. I can't imagine that being amazing. Probably a little bit of suntan lotion. <laughs> yeah, I really, I, I, you probably have 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 figured it out because it's it's just like shitty Lacroix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like and it and it just it I, like I also noticed there's a suspicious lack of <laughs> any of the branding that Seltzer has, like zero calories, zero oh, yeah. sugar. That's not on this can. Do you think it's like that would be hilarious if that was like a thousand calories? <laughs> this tastes like the spark thing I drank. Oh, yeah. They just took that and poured a bunch of water into it. This tastes Ooh. like malt liquor. Oh, me. that's not good. I've had enough malt liquor in my day. <laughs> I don't think they're getting one over on me. I think this is just basically like they're like malt liquor, which is, I, I guess, chemical alcohol, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I've never understood that. Well, it's not great, uh, but it's not bad. Okay. It's just, well, I wouldn't. Swing and a miss. <laughs> I, I would not buy this. I don't even think it has an alcohol percentage on here. Well, I think maybe it. <gasps> Malt beverage with natural flavors. See? I was right. There you go. <laughs> I was fucking right, dude. 
Oh my god, this is 6%. Jesus Christ. Damn. Natty Light? My IPA is 7%. I'm like, and this is, and mine genuinely is probably like a thousand calories. <laughs> Natty Light's out here trying to kill people. I know, right? Um, uh. All right, well, that's that's what we drank and on. Uh, Mitch, let's uh, let's do this lightning round. I'm really curious about this lightning round question you said you had. Yeah, most definitely. So we'll do a lightning round. Um, this is going to be kind of a weird one because I don't really have the typical questions. I just have one question that I think will spark some fun conversation. Um, so that's kind of what I had. I want to ask you, um, if you were to rank the top five beers you'll ever have, and I don't mean like the types of beer. I don't mean like, oh, Guinness. I mean like the the moment, the momentous beer that... Uh, a moment in your life that absolutely calls for a beer, and it makes it so much more delicious because of it. For example, I would say one of my top five beers I've ever had was in the uh, in the shower after I get done mowing. That is a fucking delicious beer. Yes, yes, I understand. I understand. <laughs> Do you have all five? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> oh, okay. We're just spitballing. We're just spitballing. Um, it doesn't have to be five. We'll just see how long it t- how long it takes us. Um. Okay, I'm gonna basically. Okay, here, here's how I'm gonna do it. Number five. Every beer I've ever drank in the shower ever. That okay? That's a good answer. Yeah. I'm just gonna call number five shower beers. Cool. That that me too. Number five shower beers. I and I don't know why there needs to be. I think we need to get fucking those kids over at UCLA um, on this shit. <laughs> Um, they need to do some kind of study. We need to get Boston University in on this. Uh, we need to hire some people. Actually, you and me. Yeah, uh, we'll just I, I would be down. Come drink beers in the shower, and we'll just figure <laughs> out why. I yeah. don't know why every beer in the shower tastes better. Yeah. If I were to take a guess, and I have, I've thought about this a lot, so I do have kind of an answer. <laughs> I've spent hours trying to figure this out. I would narrow it down to, first off, the combination between the hot water hitting your body and the cold beer is just this awesome sensation. It's like, oh, this is kind of steamy Fair. in the shower. This cold beer is very refreshing. It's when I need it. Um, the other reason it's refreshing is because usually, for me anyway, I reserve shower beers for after I have done work. So that makes it a little bit more. We've talked about this before. It makes it a little bit more deserved, which makes it more delicious. Um, True, <laughs> and I think uh, I do too. That's that's nine times out of ten why I'm drinking a beer in the shower is because I'm hot. I've just done a bunch of stuff, and it's like yeah. I just I want to get in there, you know, get it in early, get a beer going in the shower early, and so yeah, exactly. And then the third reason is just because you're naked and everything's better naked. So. Mm. Most things. <laughs> Most things. Uh, not all. Leather is not better when you're naked. Okay, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's uh, you, th- yeah, you got one. <laughs> <laughs> you got one thing. Um, okay, so that's that's number five. Number four. What's what's so what's what's slightly better than shower beers? Um, I think I have a good one. Okay, um, which I'm gonna say a road beer. <laughs> 
a, a beer whilst driving. Now, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm not advocating for drinking and driving. I'm definitely not advocating for getting drunk and driving. Um, that's stupid. But if you're sober and you know just trying to get from A to B, and you know when you get to B, it's going to be a party. There's nothing better than pre-gaming a little bit, being like, all right, well, <laughs> in about 20 minutes, I'm going to get ripped. So I might as well just start now, take it slow, and by the time I get there, boom. So <laughs> I did this yesterday, which is why I thought of the question. <laughs> yeah, I can't lie and say I haven't had a road beer or two in my day. Because yeah. for me, it's like Sunday afternoon, I go pick up a six-pack. I'm like down a country road coming home, and I'm just like... <laughs> kind of like keep looking over at the six pack in my passenger seat yeah. I keep looking around nobody really around exactly there's nobody around like especially yeah we're out in the mirror in the middle of nowhere in the country there's not a single car on the road and more importantly i'm gonna be to my destination in 10 minutes that's not enough time to get drunk so now yeah because i, I well first off will absolutely say for the love of god don't drink and drive yes it's a midwest country thing that we are both white trashy enough to do <laughs> yep because well maybe not your parents but i guarantee most people have some memory of their parents driving around on a sunday afternoon in the fucking country with a cooler of beer yep which... exactly <laughs> not my parents but my grandparents my uncles everybody did it. <laughs> it exactly there we go so that's unfortunately why now i would never do a cooler because that <laughs> right I was in I was in Dare. You were in Dare. Yeah. We 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 know not to do that. Um but yeah, don't you shouldn't continuously drink while right. driving. So maybe maybe one beer when you're like pulling in the driveway. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. We'll put you it know, that way. But we know why that tastes so good cuz it's wrong. You should yes. never do that. Exactly. Um That's a good number 4. What's better than a road beer? You got anything? I don't know. I the road beers is good. <laughs> road beer's right now good. we got five is shower beers, four is road beers. <sighs> I don't know if this ranks number three because I'm not going in order, but I do have another one. Um, a baseball game beer, hot sun, dude. Middle right of now, July. Right now, these are completely in order. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Shower beers, road beers, <laughs> baseball game beers. I'm glad I'll, you feel I'll, the same way. I'll even say baseball festival beers. Mm -hmm. So whether you're like at a baseball game or you're walking around like an Irish festival or you're walking around a music festival. Yeah. Those beers hit different. They do. Yeah. And you get fucked up <laughs> being out in the hot sun. Um, no, I totally agree, dude. That's one of my favorite part about going to Irish festivals, man. Yeah. Ice cold Guinness on tap. I dude, I I get sloppy at those. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, man. I drink so much goddamn Guinness. Yeah, I think I, I think I kept track one time, and I think I drank probably about seven eight Guinnesses, and then a couple like Smithix to like you mm. know wind down. Sure, sure. It, I I've I've minimum ten beers at a Irish festival. <laughs> And Did then I it? ate baked beans with my hands. Yeah. <laughs> I love the... I, we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, <laughs> it just it just processed. <laughs> it's it's not complicated. They, I was drunk. They didn't give me silverware. So I'm like, I'm not fucking going back. All right. I guess we won't come back to that. 
<laughs> no, I love um, one of my favorite memories is the uh, the baseball field here in Fort Wayne for the Fort Wayne Tin Caps. Um, they have dollar beer nights on Thursdays. Um, literally a dollar beer for 12 ounces of beer um, or two dollars for 16 ounces of beer. So the economical man would say, okay, give me two small beers then because that's 24 ounces of alcohol for the same price. Anyway, uh, it's just basic math. Um, but, <laughs> no, but those are those are some of my favorite times because um, everybody there is there to drink because it's a dollar beer. They could give right. a shit if there's a game going on. It's just kind <laughs> right. of in the background. It might as well be like a little league game. Like nobody's really paying attention, but everybody's just like, okay, I'm gonna do six beers in six minutes. <laughs> right. It, it gives you something to look at while you're drinking. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know number. So right now we have shower beers, we have road beers, and we have uh, baseball slash, slash outside festivals. festival beers. Yeah. Um, I don't know what number two is going to be, but I do have number one. Okay. So we need to come up with number two, but I do have my favorite beer. But let's think. Let's backtrack. Man, those are all good what so what's better than a festival you know outside baseball game beer man that's up there i don't know yeah that's pretty high i wonder if we should leave it at four because i know the top one you'll you'll agree with okay yeah we can we can skip to number one okay let's skip to number one we have we have the top four right now maybe there's an honorable mention we'll think of but my favorite beer is the first beer that you and me drink when we hang out. Ah, that's a good one. Yeah. I don't know what it is about that beer, (laughs) but that beer does always taste good. I think it's, I think it's because like, you know, obviously when we, you know, cause we don't hang out all the time. We probably Mm -hmm. see each other in person. Actually not too bad. Probably about four or five times a year. Mm -hmm. You know, COVID has dropped that number pretty heavily, but I'd say probably about four or five times a year we get together and hang out for a weekend. Um, and you know, obviously like, you know, we're excited, you know, it's, it's, it's happening. Like I, I get really pumped up and, you know, work, I, I'm, I'm typically always in a good mood at work. So when I finally get to come home, I'm like really jazzed and, you know, we bring all your shit in, do everything. It's just something (laughs) about like either you like cracking open a beer, like when I'm like, how'd you even get a beer already? Like it's either like, no, that was my road beer, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's just that, or like just kind of opening a beer together and being like, all right, you made it, whatever stress you had getting here or what have you is, is done. You're yeah. here. Let's drink a beer and sit down and talk. And yeah, man, that that's a good beer. That's, that's probably beer. my favorite beer. I, I would agree with that, man. That is definitely number one. And just, yeah, anybody out there listening, that's probably the best beer you can have. Just sitting down with an old friend after, you know, catching up a while and the beer is just there. But it's mostly just two people reconnecting, and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's that <laughs> is yeah. Good, yeah. I think we did it. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. Top four. I think we're right. So basically, I think so too. Um, shower beers, road beers, um, beers outside at a game or a festival, and then uh, a e- Eli and Mitch beer. <laughs> catch, yeah, ketchup beer. Yeah, yeah, ketchup <laughs> beer. Yeah, no, that's that's good. I like that. Cool. I like that too, man. Well, good job. All right, Mitch. You're 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 the captain of the ship today. What are we talking about? Okay. Cool. So I 
came up with kind of a cool little uh, topic that I want to talk about today. You know, um, anytime I get a chance to talk about what I want to talk about on the podcast, it's usually going to be some sort of conspiracy theory um, and or... Mystery. Urban legend, yeah. um, mystery. So this is, you know, another one of those. Uh, this is kind of a fun one that I found out about. Um, I was talking to a buddy, and he was like, "Have you heard this story?" And I was like, "No, tell me more." So I did, <laughs> and I, uh, <laughs> I went down the rabbit hole. Okay. <laughs> so I think the best way to start this is to talk about. You're familiar with the multiverse theory? Oh God. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I am enough to understand, but why, why don't you do a summation for sure. us? I'll, let me mansplain this, um, <laughs> <laughs> which I feel like is a lot of what these episodes are. Um, Actually, yeah. Just me mansplaining things to you. Um, <laughs> so the multiverse theory is a hypothetical state of existing realities all existing at the same time. Um, Erwin Schrodinger helped come up with this idea, uh, with Schrodinger's cat and everything, um, kind of hinted at it. But basically, it's the idea that as you go out your go throughout your life, you will be faced with millions of choices, and each of these choices um, lead to different a million different outcomes. And each of these basically crossroads is any time each of these crossroads is presented, um, that will go off into its own universe, which theoretically exists in a different universe. Um, so I've used this example before. It's something trivial, like you wake up in the morning and like, oh, should I wear my red shirt or my blue shirt? There's a universe where you wore the blue shirt, um, and then there's a universe where you wore the red shirt. And kind of, <laughs> not that that is, you know, a can big I just deal. Say, can I just <laughs> say real quick that you have a blue shirt on and I have a red shirt on? Holy shit, we do! <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That is a glitch in the matrix right there. So um, there's an episode where I have on a blue shirt and you have a red shirt. Most definitely, yeah. And it's just as boring. It's just as terrible. Um, uh, I don't want to listen to that one either. Um, so basically, yeah, you have all these like simultaneous universes. Um, and this is a story about what would happen if two of these universes were to co- collide with one another. Um, at, i.e., is it possible to travel interdimensionally? Um, This is a story that I heard about a guy from the 50s that could be explained as interdimensional jumping. Um, So this is a story about, uh, it's called The Man from Tored. Um, So basically, the story goes, um, and I'm going to be totally upfront with you, this is a story I wasn't able to find any facts. (laughs) I think I actually may have known this. Oh, do you? Oh, cool. Well, it'll be fun. Is it? Okay. I'm I'm just going to throw this out here. Just tell me if I'm right, and I'll let you continue. Is he from a country that doesn't exist? Bingo. Okay. But, okay. (laughs) I've I've heard a little bit about this, but go ahead. Okay, so basically the story goes, in July of 1954, uh, an airplane touched down at the Honita Airport in Tokyo, um, and a disheveled-looking businessman with a briefcase got off of the plane, um, and apparently he must have had some sort of layover because he was trying to find his next flight home, um, and he couldn't find you know where to go, he couldn't find his terminal or whatever, so he went over to the airport. Um, uh, airline, you know, officials and asked for help. And they were like, yeah, we can help you where you need to go. And he's like, yeah, I'm just here for, you know, I had a layover. I'm trying to fly home to Torred. And they looked at him and they were like, 
where where are you from? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm from Torred. Uh, and they just could not figure out what he was talking about. Um, and they, they just kind of got confused. And he was also confused because he was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm trying to go home. I'm from Torred. <laughs> where is the where do I need to go? Um <laughs> So eventually, um, they all got frustrated, and they're like, "All right, the, well, they t- they took him to this back room to ask him more questions, figure out, you know, where he's trying to go." Um, they asked for like his passport and ID and all that. He produced a passport that had the home country said Torred. Um, he had his ID on him, which said he was from Torred. He also had some currency that all looked very legitimate. They were like, and especially back in the 50s, like, this is pretty hard to fake. So, at this point, they're like, we're pretty sure this is legit. He's got a legitimate passport, a legitimate ID. Um, also, he mentioned that he had traveled from Torred to like Tokyo on business like four times already that year, and his passport said that it did. You know, he stamped his passport every time he traveled. Um, so everything checked out, but they were like just so confused, and he was confused and angry. And finally, they like were like, we d- we still don't know what you're talking about. So they put a map in front of him, and they were like, here's a map point to where you are from and he goes he was just like okay this is gonna be fucking easy so <laughs> so he goes to the map i love how that's in the storyline okay yeah okay <laughs> dumbasses uh i can point to where i'm from on a map <laughs> so he points to this place that was like partially between france and spain where torred was supposed to be and he like started freaking out and he's like it's not there. What is happening? Um, and he thought they were like trying to prank him, and like so they thought it was all some kind of sick joke. Um, he didn't understand what was going on. They didn't understand what was going on. So finally, they just got like he he got exasperated, and he was like, "I need to talk to the you know government officials or whatever. I need to get back home." So they're like, "Okay, so we'll." Uh, they they were gonna call some of the. I don't know consulate or whatever. <laughs> so, uh, um, so while they were waiting on the government officials to come talk to him, they put him up at a hotel for a few hours, um, and they were like, "Okay, hang out here for a while. Get you know, get your wits about you, and then I'll we'll have our government officials meet you." Um, so they put him in a hotel on the sixth floor. And just because they didn't want anything to happen to him, they put two guards outside of his door. Um, and then by the time the government officials came to come talk with him, he was gone. He had disappeared as well as all of his belongings. Um, and he was on, like I said, he was on the sixth floor. It's not like he could have jumped. Um, all of his stuff was gone. There were two guards outside of his door the entire time. So what the fuck happened to this guy? <laughs> That was pretty much it. Um, I kind of flew through that, but basically, it's the story of a guy that apparently must have traveled dimensions, and he was from a dimension where a country called Torred existed. Yeah, obviously. That's <laughs> obviously, obviously that's the what only happened. logical explanation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, so I have heard this story, um, and I, I do think it's a good story. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so you tried to research this. Let's go ahead and start there. Yeah, we can start with that. I Because <laughs> I, I started this out by saying, yes, I did try to research this. There's not a whole lot of actually facts I can find. So I'm pretty sure that it is some sort of urban legend and a cool story about the possibilities of interdimensional travel. Um, 
So I don't mean to fast forward to the end, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not true, but it's still holy fuck if it is. <laughs> well, let's so let's talk about this part of it because I think I think that's the thing. I I, I think just like let's be sorry, I got the burps. Let's be like a hundred percent logical about it. If we could find legitimate documentation and like a legitimate way to back the story up, it would be more impactful. Mm-hmm. But because we can't, <laughs> and the you know the <laughs> the master researchers that we are, um, <laughs> right. it it kind of you know it kind of just you know we have to sort of chop it up to that as an urban legend. But I have an opinion or at least a theory when it comes to urban legends or myths or things like that. I want to say that they exist for a reason, though. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna so- I'm I'm gonna tangent real quick and talk about dragons. Uh, yes, I was hoping you would. <laughs> <laughs> I have it in my notes right here. Like, well, hopefully, you like brings up dragons. <laughs> um, because who fucking thought of a dragon, right? Like, so if dragons were never real. You're you're telling me somebody was just like, oh yeah, wouldn't it be? Yeah, no. Here's what happened, man. It was a dragon. Like, no, there's no fucking way. There's something that existed at one point that probably was embellished and hyped up, mm-hmm. but it was probably a fucking dragon. Yeah, yeah. And especially at this time when dragons were, you know, becoming a thing, there was no internet. There was like, you know, how did people share stories back then? Um, which leads me to believe that some of it must have been true because and it only and the other thing is in the dragon situation it wasn't just one account it was like a thing well i'm i'm pretty sure that yeah dragons exist in quite a few different mythologies they're they look different and have different functions and stuff like you know like uh but but the medieval japanese culture recognizes dragons um Mm -hmm. they're a lot different they're more like spirits and stuff whereas like in european uh mythology uh you know they're like you know they hoard gold and you know eat people so i that's my whole thing is like i i feel like there has to be something that tied that together so i guess in this particular story it's a good story did someone just make up this entire story but like why right like yeah and if and if so why then why are people still telling it why does it matter? Why are we so... Yeah, because I've heard... it. Like I said, I've heard this too. So why are we so interested in it? So that just kind of brings me back to... Did this happen? I think the only thing with modern culture is that, you know, we... A lot of people come up with stories like, wouldn't it be crazy if... And I think that's a pretty big staple of, like, modern storytelling. Like, what mm-hmm. if you were this person? Um, that's, I think, where some of these come from. But like I said, though, like, did this happen? Was there a man who got off a plane and the details have changed? But what if the but was there a man who got off a plane and is trying to say that he needs to go back to his home and to him, home doesn't exist. Nobody Mm -hmm. knows where he's from. So is that it's uh, like, well, I was going to I was going to try to bring in D.B. Cooper, but like D.B. Cooper happened. Yeah. We just, like, have no idea what the fuck actually happened. <laughs> right. So it, it's a little bit harder with this, but it, it's it's 
if, if we treat it like db cooper and say that this band came in and you know whether or not the the city was torrid or or what have you um let's let's say it happened Let, let's say that let's say the details are the details but let's say the story happened i mean yeah what the fuck i mean like what <laughs> Well, see, I want to, I kind of keep coming back to the Bermuda Triangle. And the reason I keep coming back to the Bermuda Triangle is just because there's all these unexplained things that have happened in regards to this piece of the earth that we never have explanations for. Like mm-hmm. planes go missing, things, you know, so what's going on there? But, like, what you tend to get is, like, just a kind of a half-ass explanation. It's like, well, the Earth's magnets, for whatever reason, are the triangle. <laughs> like, not to make scientists sound like they're dumbasses, but it's just, like, they don't know. They're just, like, this is our best thing. Is like, mm-hmm. there's a weird magnetation, magnet field happening here where communications don't really work and this happens. So, I'm, but I'm just, like, but it, so the Bermuda Triangle is a thing. We, people know what that is. Mm-hmm. But are we just going to chop it up to like, well, yeah, no, it's just this. But like what happened to everything that's happened in the Bermuda Triangle? Yeah, I don't know, man. Well, I think that it's people kind of try to write it off because like we are logical beings and we want there to be a logical explanation because our minds can't fathom anything other than logic. So we try to write it off and be like, oh, there's a reason for that. I don't really know why, but I'm sure there's a reason. Uh, what next? Uh, what's for dinner? Uh, you know, like, (laughs) they just, um, you know, it just, I, I don't think we'll ever know. And I think it's too exasperating to fathom that. So we just kind of like, don't think about it and move on. Um, and that's kind of why I'm so intrigued by urban legends because like, We'll never know what actually happened or if this is true or not. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, so I'm, I'm going to kick it up a step further. Could our, our human brains that are unable to conceive or process things that we don't have the answer for, and that little strip and that little part of the human psyche... Is that God? Is that ghost? Is that aliens? In in that part of the human psyche, is this where we put somewhat of our vestige as humans into some kind of magical, spiritual, natural, supernatural thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. then... The fact that a person, a human, theorizes a multiverse theory in the first place doesn't necessarily inherently make it true. But is there some truth to that? Right? Like, is there is is a is a human gleaning something that they do not understand as at least trying to logically? It, it's like the chaos theory. It's like when we look at clouds, you know, and we see, oh, that looks like this and that. Okay, it doesn't. But it's our brains making sense out of random information. So is mm-hmm. that what is what is happening? You know, is that yeah. you know, is that God? Is that this? Is this, is this basically everything that societies are built around? Is <laughs> just because we don't have an answer for it, but we have to create an answer. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I always think about like there was I took a class when we were at CCU and I don't even remember what class it was, but it's something that he, he said something that, like blew my mind at the time. And it's uh, it was basically this idea that like as humans, we are you can kind of think of it as we are these two dimensional beings. So we are these flat circles. Um, and then if we see like, so imagine you and me are just chilling out. We're circles. We're hanging out. We're like, Oh yeah, this is fun. We're rounding and shit. Um, (laughs) and then this thing just comes out of nowhere that we only see we in our two dimensional, two dimensional frame, we can only see this much of it. Um, so we think, Oh, that was weird. That was like, what is that a line or some shit? But in actuality, it could have been like a pint of, pint of beer, but we don't know because we, we can only see the two dimensions of it. There's a whole other third dimensions that we can't, we don't understand. Um, and that was pretty heady. Um, let me back that up by, I think about the sixth sense a lot. <laughs> um, remember that movie? Um, the first time I saw the sixth sense, I, my mind was blown. I was like, holy shit, that was the best ending. Like, I never even saw that coming. You didn't have it spoiled for you? <laughs> no, I honestly didn't. No, like, I, wow. <laughs> I I was lucky enough to see it before, you know, everybody knew the ending. I saw it pretty young, and um, I, I was blown away. I was like, that one key piece of information, and I'm going to spoil it, Bruce Willis is dead the whole time. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that brings everything together, and it just creates this beautiful story. Um, and I've gone back and watched The Sixth Sense, you know, times after that, knowing that Bruce Willis is dead the whole time. And there's hints kind of leading yeah. up to it. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's why this happened. And you can never really, like, and, and it all just kind of makes sense. But until you know this key aspect you'll never understand what is happening. I kind of view that as like, well, I definitely feel that about the universe. Like there's stuff I would like to understand, but I'm not Hmm. prepared enough to do that. So (laughs) I'll just keep not understanding. Agreed. Agreed. Um, (laughs) and I don't mean to like, and, and that's, that's why, like what I'm not saying is like, well, God's not real. It's just a figment of us trying to make logical. I'm not necessarily saying that same with ghosts, same with aliens or what, whatever. I guess what I'm trying to say is, though, is I I think that there's something there. So, when I was a student of the Temple of the Jedi, um, <laughs> I study uh, I studied a lot of the man Joseph Campbell, who wrote mm-hmm. uh, the Man with Many Faces or the yeah, Man with yeah. Thousand Faces or whatever the fuck it's called. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, he's a little pretentious. Anyways. <laughs> He did bring up a really good point. Basically, all these myths that exist and all these religious accounts all fucking are the same. Mm-hmm. In Jediism, it's basically saying like, well, yeah, that's the force. Um, and But it begs the question, what, so if it is, if they are, what does that mean? Are we all wrong or is there something there that logically we can't fathom or understand and we just do our best to do so? Mm-hmm. And I think if you looked at the world in that perspective, it would kind of kind of sort of like make you kind of stop caring that like people are gay. Right. Or, yeah. y- you know what I'm saying? Like, I what kills me is. Is that is like clearly 
there are so many things that exist it, there we have such a limited understanding our brains aren't actually that powerful you remember that whole thing where it's like well you actually only use 10 percent of your brain yeah it's 100 percent not true exactly that's, that's totally false. debunked now <laughs> yeah you're using pretty much all your brain um we are so limited in our understanding of the universe and, and reality um so it still kind of boggles my mind that people latch on to such an easy explanation for the universe. Mm-hmm. We'll try here, try here in the Bible, or try here, here, or whatever it may be. It just that's the easiest. That's the thing I know the best, so it's the easiest thing I can point to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. I'm not trying to harp on it. Um, but I, I kind of think that's what's happening. Right, like we're 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 taking the random information that we're getting and things that we can't logically do. So then we're we're sort of just finding the quickest, you know, we find the thing that makes the most sense to us Mm -hmm. in our context. But that doesn't necessarily make it true. Right, right. It's definitely kind of living. And I mean, I feel I'm I'm guilty of that, but I don't know any other way. Like, what am I going to do? Quit my job and sit around and hypothesize about the universe all day? Like, (laughs) I got bills. (laughs) So my so my my best friend, Aaron, always anytime any any railed me with this, with the whole Temple of the Jedi thing is he views the world more practically. The the existential anomalies of the world does not matter to the single mom trying to find a job and trying to pay her bills yeah right and i would kick it back and say and and every time it's a hard argument to argue against because i'm like well yeah you're fucking right it's me sitting in somewhat of privilege of being able to sit around and be like you know what if like this was all like a computer program you know (laughs) right so it, it, it it's it's a it's a I think to try to bring it back to the story, I think it's a part of our psyche that we cannot reconcile and we cannot find the logic in. And without the explanation, we then have to theorize some sort of explanation there. So, you know, whether that's the multiverse theory or maybe it was he was crazy, he was mentally unstable uh, or, you know, what have you, like we have to attach something to it in order for us to not go insane, I guess, basically. Mm. Yeah. What do you think about the multiverse theory, by the way? Do you think that there are different simultaneous universes out there where you exist just as a different person because of the choices you've made? I... <laughs> am the least qualified person to weigh in on that i guess i would say the only thing about the multiverse theory i never understand is like we talk about how our universe is infinite um there are a couple theories that actually say it is finite but basically from my understanding the prevailing theory is that the universe is infinite if the universe is infinite and goes on forever and ever and ever how are there other infinite possibilities yeah like if it's infinite but then it's also time you have to understand time so there's two different ways of view time it's the multiverse theory which like avengers endgame actually touches on about there being the multiverse part um whereas back to the future views time is linear you could go mm-hmm. back to the past change that past and then now that's the future typically that's not the understanding of how time works typically it's uh, typically, whether it's multiverse or at least circular, as far as time goes, um, the linear pattern of Back to the Future 
uh, is not widely accepted as how time travel works. You shut the fuck up about Michael J. Fox. He's a national treasure. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying that that's typically not how people, how scientists or astrophysicists regale time. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm so lost. I don't even know anymore, man. <laughs> Me too. I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> I don't either. Um, well, what do you think about the multiverse theory? You ask me that question here, I'll put it on you. What do you fucking think? I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of feel like you do. Like, there are infinite possibilities, and then those possibilities go on for infinite time. But the, the my question is, like, for whom's benefit? Like, we don't know anything about these other universes, and we'll never see them. And for the most part, except for the man from Tor Ed, we'll never con- have, be in contact with them. So... There's no point for it to exist, so why should it exist? Like, I don't know, man. It's fun to imagine. Like, oh man, all those times I was a high schooler and like, you know, watched TV instead of playing guitar. Maybe there's a universe out there where I chose to play guitar and now I'm a rock star. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. it's fun to think about, but I don't think it holds any weight. Right. So I think that yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's just viewing the the you know the world or reality is more practical is like well what what does okay so let's say it does exist now what yeah exactly what do we do with that information nothing because it doesn't solve anything it doesn't (laughs) it it doesn't fix any of the problems that we have as humans not really yeah Um, (laughs) yeah interesting cool well that was about it man i think we've definitely done done plenty of heady thoughts for today i'm about ready to wrap up yeah <laughs> I, I i don't have anything to add and that was that was about as deep as i can get but yeah, yeah i think so too but i will i will add this one caveat at the end when i was a student of the jedi temple stories were important and joseph campbell that was one of the biggest things that he emphasizes why these stories are important and i think this story illustrates why we as humans whatever it is in our nature what have you we attach ourselves to stories very very heavily i mean it's Mm -hmm, why we like all get into breaking bad or why we all watch tiger (laughs) king or we fucking love stories so i Mm -hmm. i would one day like to to know why um but i don't know it's just like a part of who we are yeah yeah that's a good question man i would i would love to i think that should be an episode uh uh, that could be another episode entirely stories yeah yeah i would talk about it (laughs) yeah definitely all right let's wrap this up mitch let's get into what you've been cranking cool man well i kind of told you about this but i have another story to regale you with to mansplain you um about a, a musician i've been listening to lately um named rodriguez um aka the sugar man um you, if you That's haven't, dope. there's a, um, there's a, there's an Amazon documentary. It's, it's not free, but it's like three bucks. So if you think it's worth it, I, it was worth it to me. There was a really awesome documentary called Searching for Sugar Man. And it basically tells this amazing story about this amazing musician, um, in the early seventies from Detroit. Um, he went by the name of Rodriguez. Um, and basically here, what happened was, um, he put out a couple albums that were just Eh, like to everybody here in the States. Um, so he, after putting out a few albums that kind of just failed, he gave up being a musician and just did like 
labor work. He was a he did construction for a while, um, and he just did these like random odd jobs. Um, and then he thought that was the end of it. Meanwhile, in South Africa. Um, for whatever reason, um, his music got introduced to the people of South Africa um, around the early 70s, which was at a pivotal moment in South Africa. Um, there was like the apartheid going on and all of these crazy political... Uh, I mean, 70s South Africa was a lot like 2020 United States. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. So there were these... Uh, and for whatever reason... Well, his, his music was a lot about... Um, uh, Kind of just rising above the oppression, and the people of South Africa like really gleaned that at the time. That's what they needed to hear. Um, so be, he became this fucking huge legend. They they said he was like bigger than Elvis. Like if you talk to anybody from South Africa, they're like, oh yeah, Rodriguez. He's like Bono or Elvis or any anybody that we revere as a legendary musician. That was him. But since it was the pre-internet days and he signed a kind of sketchy deal with his record label he didn't know any of this was happening (laughs) so Hmm. fast forward to like 1996 um these people from south africa finally got a hold of him and they were like they were like hey i gotta i gotta talk to rodriguez he changed my life i want to i want to talk to him and they finally were able to contact him and he didn't know any of this he had just been living his life as a construction laborer for 25 years meanwhile in south africa he was beyond famous um and it's just kind of a really cool story about and i have gone back and listened to his music um and it's genuinely good he sounds like he he sounds like bob dylan but the lyrics are like heavier and his his music is amazing and he should have been way more popular in the states than he was um but it's just kind of crazy the the story to hear about um and, and basically the what what ended up happening happening was he knew he was a legend in South Africa but he chose to stay in the United States and continue his boring life because that's all he knew um and he's gone back to like do shows in South Africa a few times since then and has made a whole bunch of money off of it of just touring but um he but he he also like gave pretty much all the money he's made to his kids and his family like he doesn't care about the fame the man is a fucking enigma it's amazing <laughs> yeah no that I, i'm very intrigued by that because that was going to be kind of an expert like what did he ever just like go hang out because like dude they fucking love you i mean i i yeah you no know. he he's still i'm pretty sure to this day he still lives in detroit and has basically turned away all of this fame and fortune that he could have had um just because he doesn't want it <laughs> wow that's insane yeah <laughs> huh. wow that's really interesting we'll definitely He's... put some of that shit on the playlist because i definitely want to hear that yeah definitely listen to rodriguez he's got some awesome stuff <laughs> awesome well uh i i'm i'm gonna make this quick because mine is nowhere near as cool <laughs> okay. um i've just been listening to blind melon a lot i i don't nice. think they're on the playlist <laughs> no i don't think they are they're pretty good yeah i think you should throw uh toes across the floor okay throw that on there because that's literally the antithesis of no rain that everybody knows yeah i'm definitely familiar with no rain and that's about it (laughs) so i think and i think you should you should check out toes across the floor and hear what they can do like to me weirdly enough blind melon was always like more like pearl jam than pearl jam was at a certain point Hmm. to me blind melon kind of sounds like if pearl jam never started to like be more political and start to do that sound 
and let Eddie Vedder write more songs, they, mm. I think they would just sound like Blind Melon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. But yeah, I love Blind Melon. So favorite for me. Uh, yeah, but that's all I'm going to say because that was that was <laughs> that was another really good story. So I will have yeah, to right? check. Searching for Sugar Man. Yeah, searching for Sugar Man. I, I kind of want to check that out because I'm very interested in that. That is very interesting. Yep. It it is a really cool story and like they they actually interview him and he like he's he's a weird dude but yeah check it out it's three bucks but well worth it <laughs> awesome all right well that sounds like the podcast today we will wrap this up uh, there is a universe where you didn't listen to the podcast and you are now homeless so <laughs> thank God you listened to it yep I don't know what else you would do. What would our sign-off yeah. be in an alternate universe? What would the sign-off be in a, in a an alternate universe? Oh, man. I would hope that in an alternate universe, we wouldn't even have a podcast. But <laughs> we can... <laughs> We're not even friends in the alternate. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Do you have a good sign-off? I, I for don't. An alternate We're, universe? We've never been good at this. Well, if, if our sign-off in this universe is stay fresh, cheese bags... I think it would be something along the lines of like eat 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 cheese you dairy farmers